And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Welcome back to 4 to 6 with AMB, your Ohio State podcast brought to you by The Athletic. This is Bill Landis joined by Ari Wasserman, as I always am, and we're coming to you at a different time than we normally do because, you know... Uh, I think Ari and I were both kind of shocked and, and, and saddened as everyone else was when we heard the news on, on Saturday that uh, Dwayne Haskins, former Ohio State quarterback, had passed away at the age of 24 um, down, in, down in South Florida. I was floored, uh, honestly, utterly floored when I, when I read that news. Um, Adam Schefter tweeted out this afternoon and then was confirmed by the Pittsburgh Steelers and, and Washington and Dwayne's teammates and people that were really close with him and uh, hit a lot of people really hard. I know that Ari, know it hit you hard, and, and obviously me and those of us who got to know Dwayne a little bit covering Ohio State. So we wanted to get together, just talk about Dwayne a little bit. Um, certainly, what he meant to Ohio State. Um, what what little bit I guess we appreciated about him, and in, in the and in the in so much as we got to know him, it's it's not like we were close personal friends with the guy. Um, that's not typically how media and, and player relationships go. But I do think we got to know him in some respects, um, and, and came to respect him in a lot of different ways. So. Um, I guess I'll, I'll leave it open-ended there. Like, what, what were you thinking when you first saw that, and, and what are your thoughts now that we're a few hours removed from this, removed from that recording this on Saturday night? I was uh, checking out of a hotel and walking to uh, my rental car when you texted me because you're the one who told me, and I was floored. Um, and I took a rental car to the airport and had a flight and was alone for a large portion of the day on, on Saturday when we're recording this. And, you know, what's funny is, um, and I don't know if that's not the right way to say it, but I was reflecting on Dwayne Haskins and, you know, I don't know if you even thought about it this way, Bill, but you and I got very close as like, I know we always joke about being friends and stuff, but like our road trips to see him play in mm-hmm. high school, you know, like where we were just getting to know each other. Like we were first working together on the beat, you know, around that time, right? Was that your second or third year on it's the my beat? first year on the beat? First year on the beat. And honestly, I think when we went to Potomac, Maryland, 
to to watch him play a high school game was one of the first road trips we ever went on together. Yep. You know, and you know this isn't about me and you, but it was the first prospect that we thought about and talked about in the same way that we do uh, all the time on this podcast and, and visited with and, and met the parents and covered him all the way through his career. And it was a very interesting career. And, you know, sports writers in general, um, I think at times, you know, feel like they don't know somebody at all. And sometimes they feel like they know him very well. And I don't know that I felt like I knew Dwayne very well, but having met him when he was 17 years old at his high school and, and, you know, rubbing shoulders with his coaches and being in New York for the Heisman ceremony and all the things that, you know, you go through, uh, you know, covering a single player, especially a quarterback at Ohio State, because I think it's a little bit different. We write about them so much. We think about them so much. We talk about uh, what the program's going to look like in a few years. We speak to their parents. We're always theorizing. It's like I feel like there is a certain level of mystery with Dwayne because if you all remember the way that his, uh, you know, decision to go pro went and his recruitment went, it was never like a straight line. There was always some sort of, you know, movement there. Uh, but I felt like in talking to him, I might have known him, you know, probably in the top 5% of any of the players that came through Ohio State. So, you know, I was – it was just weird and, and such an odd and awful feeling because I remember vividly being in the Ohio State uh, Woody Hayes Center, the, the football building there, and watching him right before he declared for the NFL draft and he was wearing a gold chain and he always dressed really trendy. And I'm like, man, this freaking guy – is about to go pro and make a ton of money and accomplish his dream that he set out to uh, when he made that video when he was you know a, a little kid saying I'm going to go to college there and I remember being very envious of you know the path that he had because he really had everything you know right in front of him and you know they, it's just another cruel reminder Bill that you know every day is a gift and it's a cruel world and people get taken too soon. But I will say that of all of many of the Ohio state football players that, you know, we've covered over the years uh, that I felt attached to him a little bit because of how much we wrote about him in the, in the intersection of his, his rise at Ohio state in the beginning of our careers. He, he was, I, I for a lot of reasons, um, certainly his talent on the field, but, but much more than that, just, the way he carried himself, the personality, he had a charisma about him. Um, truly, I think maybe the the most utterly captivating player, I think, that I at least I've covered in my eight years um, of writing about Ohio State football. There was just something uh, something about him that you just, I don't know, you kind of find yourself drawn to him. And maybe part of that is is just the position that he played. But, man, he, like, he owned that. He owned it so well, um, being the being the starting quarterback at Ohio State, and even State. before he was the right, starter, right? And he was, he was like that in high school, I thought, and he was like that before he was a starter at Ohio State. And then when he finally stepped into those shoes, um, you know, he kind of he kind of carried everything that comes with being Ohio State's quarterback. Um, I think as as well as anyone has done it, and and I, I think we'll get into this, like changed just exactly what that means, right? Moving moving forward, like I think you know, it's it's a high pro- high profile program. It's the most important position in the sport. But I think Ohio State quarterback was something different before Dwayne Haskins played the position, and I think you know at least now it's 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 carried forward kind of after him and into what the position has become in terms of what people think about it across the sport. You know, it's funny too because I don't know if people know this about me, but Bill got me onto collecting cards uh, again, and I have formed a habit of wanting to collect 
you know, cards of players that I wrote stories about and that I, that I, uh, you know, covered because I think it's kind of a cool little thing to, to have as kind of a memory of, of where my career's been and, you know, who I was able to, to cover and, and the past that they went on. And, and one of the first cards I bought was the Dwayne Haskins card. And it's just, it's, it's crazy because it was so transformative in so many ways. It was transformative for our careers to, you know, have access to a player like that in college or in high school and then through college. But he transformed Ohio State. He transformed the quarterback position and what kind of players they were able to bring in. Um, he transformed offense. He transformed uh, my expectation of what a quarterback uh, could accomplish early in their careers, even though he... It what took him three years to be the starter. Like there was a lot of, you know, and 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 I hate that this had to happen for us to have this discussion. But probably one of the more undervalued players in Ohio State history in terms of his contribution to the evolution of the program. Um, I mean, really, it, it, it's just a terrible, terrible day. Yeah, and listen, he obviously Dwayne Haskins was was much more than than a football player to a lot of people, and I don't think. We, we ever want to kind of strip anyone down to, to just one thing that they did in their life. Um, there've been a lot of really touching tributes to Dwayne uh, today from, um, you know, teammates certainly, but, but people who knew him in other walks of life. Um, just, just to give you an idea of like kind of the, the, the guy that he was beyond the tremendously talented, talented football player. Um, a couple that like stuck out to me, even, even like small things like um, Rhiannon Walker, who's a, a colleague of ours at the athletic who, was covering the the Washington football team when Dwayne was there. She shared like a, a very quick story about she was at a game one time and was having a migraine and like clearly wasn't feeling well. And Dwayne like picked up on that and went over to her, helped her, gave her a drink, gave her a chair, like made sure she was okay. And like that's you know that's no big thing, but I, I think it shows a little bit of, of the of the compassion that Dwayne had. And, and Corey Curtis, who was a walk on quarterback at Ohio State, shared a story that you know not even that long ago he was going through a tough time and Dwayne kind of stopped what he was doing, drove two hours to hang out with Corey for a little bit just to make sure that he was kind of okay so it's not it's not just a guy who was a very good football player I think there, there's more to him than that and, and Ryan Day you know said as much in the statement that he put out today you know he said Dwayne had a had a big heart he had an old old soul um, an infectious smile uh, which which I certainly resonated with and that's kind of what I wrote about when I tried to write about uh, what, what happened on, on, on Saturday Dwayne uh, Dwayne's ability to say a lot by not doing like by doing a very little bit, just like flashing a smile here or there, um, just incredible, incredible. Confidence. It, was a, it was a conveyance, incredible. Of, confidence. Yeah, it's, it's. I remember I wrote a story and I, I reread it because it's been six years since I did. But there was a certain cockiness to him that was not obnoxious, which I think is kind of a hard line to you know because cockiness isn't a, isn't a positive right. quality, but the way that he illustrated it or the way that it manifested in him before he was Ohio State's quarterback, wasn't like, oh, my God, that guy's a, a stuck-up, entitled backup. It's like that guy's the future king of the program. You know what I mean? Like, And that was that was something special because, you know, we've seen some quarterbacks come through Ohio State that are really cocky, and, it, you know, maybe for not, not very good reason. It doesn't usually turn out that well for them. So, you know, it's uh, it's crazy. And it's, like, funny, too, because it's just, like, the the types of people who who spoke out. You know, it's just me and you are, are nothing in the grand scheme of his life. But here we are talking about him. You know, you had Ryan Day, you had the report, you know, a few reporters and all the way up to Joe Burrow, who shared a, a halftime hug with him as a tweet. And, you know, Joe Burrow's entire life was 
was changed as a result of of being on the same team as Dwayne and, and their love and admiration that they clearly had for each other even after uh, you know everything that happened at Ohio State and beyond w- was touching. So you know I I feel like he always had a you know a very big vision of what was supposed to manifest in his life and you know I don't know there's a lot of people out there that can say I want to do something when they're how old was he when he walked through the Woody he in that was, video he was, was 11 he, it was 2 weeks after his it was 2 11? weeks after his 11th birthday and then and then go out and do everything not only do everything he said he was going to do but be excellent at it you know he went to Ohio State he was a Heisman trophy finalist he had one of the most iconic uh comebacks or led one of the most iconic comebacks in Ohio State Michigan history um uh, you know was a first round draft pick and you know all these things were just a minor piece of who he was as a person because football you know was who he was and why we're talking about him and why you know who he is but certainly not who he was as a human so um you know it's very it's very tough because you know we're not supposed to be talking about this yeah. you know and listen we this podcast is filled with with jokes and you know, food talk and all the things, but it's just a, a reminder that, uh, you know, to hug the people close to you and, you know, to tell people that you care about them and to appreciate them while you can, because you, you never know what's going to happen tomorrow. And, uh, you know, it, it's just a, a terrible thing that we have to have this show. You know, I, I, I love talking to you, buddy. I wish I wasn't talking. Yeah, to you no, I, I feel that. And, and that, that is the kind of the thing that's, that stuck with me. I think maybe the most is, you know, I, I I have a lot of football thoughts about Dwayne Haskins, right? Like he was he was a tremendous player here, um, and a really important player at Ohio State. And then, for whatever reason, his his first couple of years in the NFL didn't work out. But but even then, you know, I found myself wondering, like, man, I wonder if he can, if changing scenery and going to Pittsburgh after Washington let him go, like if there's if there's something there where Dwayne can kind of get back on track and and write a different sort of second chapter to his career. And, and I think he's had conversations with people about those things, even Terry McLaurin. Um, put out a statement, you know, you know, not long before we started recording this, that, that said as much to that effect. Like Dwayne was a, a kid who, like you said, always had vision, um, and, and frankly, throughout his life, had been really good about putting a plan in place and following that plan to completion. And, and I no doubt believe that that he had one at, at this sort of second stage early in his NFL career. And it's and it's tragic that he's not going to get to see that through. But even beyond that. He just had a lot of life to live, a lot of life left to live. At Twenty-four years old, um, he was a husband. He, you know, he was he was a son and, and, a, and a brother, and he was a husband. And, and I'm sure one day, you know, he he would have had a family himself too. And he doesn't get to do any of that now. So it's it's there's football stuff there for sure, but it's it's much more than that. Um, I don't I don't want to get want, don't want to get that that to get lost as we discuss some of these things. Um, but I understand too that you know the connection that you and I have to him if you even want to call it that, but, but certainly the connection that the people were talking to and listening to this have to him. Um, a lot of that was born out of what they saw for that 2018 season in Ohio stadium. Um, and, you know, and other places as well. And just some really iconic moments, I think with, with Dwayne Haskins, a quarterback. And like you said, it, it, it's, it's sad. We have to reminisce on them in this way now, but um, there are, you know, important moments there in, in Ohio state football history that, that are worth cherishing and, and, they are that way because of who Dwayne was as a player. You know, it's it's uh, it's funny, and I don't know. This doesn't matter at all. And, and uh, you know, I, you traded for him in our fantasy football league, didn't you? And that sounds really stupid right now, but I think part of that is is just the belief and the vision that he was going to accomplish whatever he set his mind out to. 
you know, and it's just like stupid things like that that mean nothing in the grand scheme of things. Like also tell, in my opinion, a little bit of a story of just like, hey, you know what? I know this person. I met this person. Everything he said he was going to do, he did. Why would I stop thinking he's going to do that? He's very now? easy to believe in. And like, I don't. Yeah. Yes. I, I don't know a lot of people who always accomplish everything to the to the highest magnitude of what they set their mind to from day one. I'm not even like that. You're not like that. I mean, it's like, well, you're, you're kind of like, it. but like, <laughs> no, it's a, uh, no, it really is uh, an envy, uh, a trait that's easy to envy. And, um, you know, what he was able to become to so many people, I think is a, is a testament of who he was as a human being. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. Let's, I guess maybe wrap up with when, when you think of Dwayne Haskins, Ohio state quarterback, like what is, What's the first moment that kind of comes back to, in, you know, in, into your mind? There's a, a few to choose from, obviously, some of them. In terms of it like on the anything. field? I, I know you've, you had some memorable, you know, interactions with him, kind of just doing your job, talking with him, but also on the field, too. Like, I had a few that came back, but I'm curious what, what you first thought of when you kind of thought back on did you Did you go back and watch anything that he did mm-hmm. today? Quite a bit, yeah. The one thing that, if I could encapsulate Dwayne, and I'm not even going to talk about, like, personal interactions, but interactions that everybody that's listening to this can relate to when JT Barrett hobbled off the field at that Michigan game. And everybody remembers the first play was that, that dart to Mac. Right. Mm-hmm. But go back and watch that play and the way he carried himself when he came on the field before he ever took a single snap. He, I think if I remember correctly, he even, and that, cause I didn't watch it back yet, but I'm going to, I think he did like a little bit of a fist pump right before he went into the huddle. And it was almost like guys were going to win. And I, I think that that was who Dwayne Haskins was. Yeah, he was um, – I don't think he was like a tremendous rah-rah kind of guy, but he had a quality about him that, that it made it easy for his teammates to rally around him. Um, and I think you saw it there. I think you saw it at other points in the 2018 season. Um, that game at Penn State, um, which was a, a crazy game, he played really well toward the end of that, had that incredible play where he extended the play and threw the ball to Ben Victor. Um to, to keep a drive alive, an important drive alive um, at that point. Um, had a tremendous bounce back against Michigan, obviously, in the 2018 game, and then carried it over to help Ohio State win a Big Ten championship against Northwestern. Um, had some really special moments in, in that Rose Bowl against Washington, too. Um, and I thought about a lot of those things, um, obviously, because those are kind of highlights you play in your mind. Um, just sort of important plays, really, in, in Ohio State football at least it's recent history. Um, but I do think that the one thing that I went back to immediately, um, and I tweeted the video out about it, um, and I wrote it in the, in the story I wrote, um, was, was after that game in 2017 in Michigan. I, you know, we all talked to Dwayne at the podium, and then I talked to him for a little bit. I think it was me and Rob Oller from the Columbus Dispatch talked to him a little bit in the, in the hallway outside of the main interview room at Michigan Stadium afterward. And then if you – if you're there in that hallway, it's only a few steps to the door to get outside where all the team bustles and stuff are. So I just kind of followed Dwayne out there to, to kind of see what the reception to him would be like. And it's what you would have expected. Everyone was chanting for him and, and he was smiling from ear to ear and, and, and really enjoying it. But, uh, he went and, and sought out was, I, I heard a, I heard a woman yell, Hey Ross. I was like, who's Ross? And I forgot that like JT Barrett had those weird nicknames for everybody in the quarterback room that year and Dwayne, yeah, yeah. Dwayne was Ross and I was like oh that's funny somebody called Dwayne Ross and then I looked over it was JT's mom uh Stacy she was like leaning there against the, the railing and it was her uh and her husband Joe JT's dad and uh Dwayne hugged them both um 
after he relieved an injured JT and helped JT become a, a quarterback who went four and zero and starts against Michigan, helped Ohio State win an important game, and like we were all talking about, like is this quarterback controversy? What's going to happen here? Is Dwayne Haskins about to have like a Cardell Jones kind of run? And and at least in that little snippet, it didn't seem like anybody really cared about that. And I thought it was a really touching moment to see Dwayne have that kind of embrace with JT's family when he could have been thinking about a million other different things um, after what had just happened there. So um, I was happy to kind of be reminded of that moment. Well, not happy, but but I, I'm glad that I was reminded of, of that moment. Um, just kind of thinking back on all the stuff that, that happened in, in our time covering Dwayne because I thought that was something that was not necessarily on the field and not necessarily something that everybody had, had seen or even knew about, but I, I thought was a good kind of illustration of, of the kind of guy that Dwayne was. One of your first weeks on the beat, we um, drove out to Maryland uh, and stayed in D.C. the night before a Maryland away game, and we went to his uh, high school game. And Stefan Diggs was there, too, if you remember. Smelled yeah, tremendous. Yeah, he was playing um, against uh, Stefan's brother. Yeah, and uh, we went on the field, and I think somebody sent me a, a picture of me very uh, much lighter and no facial hair and – no uh no buzz cut but i remember we went back to uh doug lay maurice's uh sister's house where we stayed that night for some reason i don't know why we didn't have a hotel but it was a cozy house in dc and we me and you uh slept uh like uh, brothers <laughs> childhood brothers in the same room like on children's mattresses watching uh an arizona football game that happened to be on that night and uh that was kind of the beginning of of not only you know Dwayne's you know, existence in the Ohio state atmosphere, but also our partnership that's continued to this day professionally. And I just want to tell you, uh, not that I don't tell you enough, but I love you, buddy. And, uh, and I'm glad that, you know, I get to see you every day and Doug, if he's listening, uh, his friendship means the world to me. And I, I just think that it's just a reminder that, you know, you know, as we close this podcast, that you tell the people that you love, that you love them, you know, and, uh, you know, it's just, I'm, I, I'm just almost besides myself. And, you know, we found out about this, you know, 10 hours ago. Um, So just, just hug everybody that you love, uh, you know, tight and, uh, you know, appreciate every moment you have with the people that you love because life's short. Yeah. Um, Well said. And and I'll, I'll add that, you know, that at that time when we went to the bullet school to talk to him, it was not a given that he was going to be Ohio state's quarterback. And in fact, in that class, Ohio state had a different quarterback and, and, and Dwayne, at a time was committed to Maryland and it looked like, you know, that, that vision that Dwayne had as a kid wasn't quite going to work out. Um, but then it, it, it did work out for Ohio state. They lost that quarterback in the 2016 recruiting class. Dwayne ended up decommitting from Maryland. He signed with Ohio state and there's some fascinating what ifs there. Um, if, if that would have just kind of stayed the course and Dwayne went to Maryland and Ohio state ended up going a different direction. Um, what, what things maybe would look like now, um, at least in terms of the quarterback position at Ohio State, I think it could be drastically different, and, and I think everyone would agree that that Ohio State um, was was left in a much better position because Dwayne Haskins decided to to come to be a Buckeye and fulfill that lifelong dream of his, um, and then things worked out the way they did to to allow him to do that. So, um, I would say maybe reflect on that a little bit, and, and as Ari said, uh, whenever something like this happens, you know the the tragedy is is a good reminder to, um, you know, pull your loved ones closer and kind of appreciate what you have because unfortunately things get taken away from you very quickly. And, and that's what happened on Saturday with Dwayne. And we send, uh, you know, the best to his family, his friends, his teammates. Um, hopefully they can, they can find peace, you know, eventually understand that this is probably a really difficult time for them now. And, 
you know, certainly anything we say here is probably not, not comforting to anybody who's, who's quite hit in that way, but we wanted to take some time to talk about Dwayne and what he meant to Ohio state, um, what we appreciated about him as a person and, and hope you guys all can kind of reflect on that too, as, as you all kind of process this just as we are. So, um, we'll have a regular show later in the week as we normally do, but we wanted to take, you know, a few minutes out and just talk about Dwayne for a little bit. So, so thanks again for listening and we'll talk to you guys later in the week.